Welcome back for another episode of Below the Dot Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Sharp. And I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. So I have no idea how we start off this episode because it's been a whole eight days since we last filmed. We now, or record, we now record on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays. So we're just going to go start out with trivia. There you go. Yep. All right. So my first question is, where was Manny born? Okay. I know it's the Philippines. I know that there's a specific like city too. I don't know that part, but I know she was born in the Philippines. All right. Good work. She was born in the Philippines. She said she was born in Manila. There you go. In case you were not good at geography, she casually said it. She's like, oh, I was born in Manila. That is in the Philippines. My next question, I feel like you probably do know this one. What is Manny's zodiac sign? She's a Leo. She is. Look at wow. you. Wow. <laughs> two for two today. Look at me go. These are two facts that we're yet to learn in this episode about Manny. Um, they were just very casually thrown in there. I kind of want to know when her birthday is. But either way, yep, Manny is a Leo, which makes sense why she is an icon. Um, if you know me, you know that I don't give a fuck about astrology. But all of my friends, like 98% of them, are very oddly Cancers or Leos. So this makes sense if you guys are someone who subscribes to that. I don't. It's not real. Anyway, if but if you do believe in it, you'd be like, yeah, obviously this makes sense. You vibe with them. Right. Because me and Manny, even though – let's see what Cassandra Steele is. That's funny. I know that I am the ex- exception to your friend group of Zodiac signs. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, right. That's why I said like 96% of them because I, I – very oddly, I have like – Three friends that are not born in those summer months. Both of them are, two of them are born on November 4th. <laughs> so what is that? And another one is born in October, but she is not also a um, a Scorpio. I was going to say Manny or Cassandra Steele was born in December. And I just want to let you know her birthday is December 2nd, That's 1989. Funny. So what I guess she? Cassandra and I wouldn't be friends, but... But is she's Sagittarius? Sagittarius? Yeah. Don't you guys call them Sagittarius? <laughs> That's very fitting. Any Sagittarius <laughs> that I know, I do love, but they're crazy. Yes. But so I guess that I would have been friends with Manny, but maybe not with Cassie. Yeah. This makes sense, though, because if you know, you know Manny and the bad bitch energy she exudes, the right. older she gets, it's very Leo. <laughs> Honestly, she does remind me of a, another Leo that both of us know. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's what they were doing. I doubt it. But anyway, um, <laughs> so maybe we can go ahead with Terry's fun facts about this episode. Yes. So funny enough, one of the fun facts was the trivia question. I wrote that Manny, we learned Manny's from the Philippines, but I did not write the city or whatever she was from, I would have gotten it 100% right, but whatever. Um, not many fun facts this episode, but this is a really good episode, so that's really all that matters. Um, the episode title, Coming of Age, is a Jay-Z song. I didn't listen to the song, though, and I can't say that I've ever heard it, but it's a Jay-Z song. Um, and we talked a little bit in previous episodes about like learning about Jimmy and his life, because we know a lot about Ashley. 
unfortunately, sometimes. Um, but we finally get a glimpse into Jimmy's home life and his family dynamic. Um, we pretty much find out that his parents are workaholics and he's pretty much raising himself. And we'll get into that deeper into right. the episode. Um, and that posed the question for me, how, do we ever see Jimmy's mother? But then I use Degrassi fandom wiki, shout out to them as always. Um, and we do, but we only see her once and it's not until season seven. And we never find out her name. Do we? Mm-hmm. I don't even know in what context because you would assume that we saw her in season four. Right. That's what I thought too. I was like, wait, we had to have seen her when everything goes down. Nope. And not ha- at all. How do you- yeah, that's wild. But yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> not interesting. at all. Instead, we get Hazel and her terrible, terrible reaction to it when we could have at least gotten his like mothers or something. And like at that point in time, why even bring her in the picture? Right. Because I think that was the last season he was in. So I really, they were really just pushing it. It wasn't season nine. Maybe it was. I know that I was reading into it a little bit more and we do see him, I think, later when he comes back to Degrassi for something. Yeah. Let's see. Um... But seven was around the time they were discussing surgery. That's how she comes up. You are right. Um, Season seven, he left and he came to focus on his rap career. I there's a knowing right I did a deep dive on Jimmy because I was like wow we really learned about Jimmy a lot in this episode um wow I lost my train of thought oh oh, yeah there's apparently a deleted scene I was trying to find with um future like Jimmy and his girlfriend slash oh yeah yeah I couldn't Mm -hmm. find it though yes that does exist that I've heard about that but yeah um I guess I did I just I equate it because I'm pretty sure Degrassi was canceled in after season nine so it came back for season 10 and i think they said that was the boiler point season so like they tried to cancel it but degrassi degrassi never dies it doesn't never. die so always relevant too i don't know why they try to keep getting rid of it because it keeps coming back from degrassi street to D- uh djh to is it just dh when it's degrassi high to um the next generation to apparently the boiler point, the boiling point was supposed to be like a special kind of section. And then to next class. And here we are going to HBO. But yeah. Yeah. The many, many lives of Degrassi. It's fascinating. But yeah, today we learned a lot about Jimmy and I'm excited to get into that. I don't have any fun facts besides my astrology. So we can go ahead and get started. There are two major plots in this episode, but I'm not going to give you a teaser because these teasers tell you exactly what happens in the episode. And then that's no fun. So our episode opens with Ashley joining Jimmy and Terry as they walk toward the school. We learn that Jimmy is turning 14, and as a result, his mom plans this super fancy dinner for the family. There's going to be lobster and all types of things, and Ashley is invited. Ashley is a little skeptical, and we figure out why a little bit later. She's like, hmm, they're doing all of that. And Jimmy's like, yeah, it's going to be lobster. It's this. And the third, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Jimmy then kisses Ashley goodbye, and we learn that Jimmy has had dinner at Ashley's house for the last eight days in a row. She is over it. She is very much so over it. The sheer disgust on her face as Jimmy's like kissing her in the scene. She doesn't even wait for him to walk away. She's just so very annoyed. Um, and it made me realize that she whines a lot, but you know. She does. But I want to say that I don't think she's wrong in being annoyed with him. Like, Jimmy, you've been at my house at eight days in a row. I'm tired. I need a break. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I get into it a little bit later about how she could have handled this better. But I that's so true, especially when you're young, too, and you want to hang out with your friends just as much as your significant other. It's like it's kind of hard when you are having dinner with your partner every single day and you're like, what, 13, 14? Right. I mean, <laughs> I get it, especially after coming out of social distancing or not social distancing, but, you know, be safe at home year because no one ever did really did anything. But sitting at home with my partner. For all that time. I I think I said um just the other day I was like can you take can you take a trip can you go somewhere <laughs> can, can I book it for you <laughs> so it is a relatable sentiment sometimes you just have too much of certain people and that is where oh. Ashley is now as an adult I can say to my partner I need you to go down to your man cave and get out of my face for at least three hours but Ashley is thirteen and because Ashley is thirteen instead of assessing this and assertively telling Jimmy what she needs. She takes a quiz from a teen magazine to figure out the fate of their relationship, which is very on brand for being 13. Very on brand. Jimmy is supposed to go play football with his friends. And he's like, oh, Ashley, you know, I'll join you. And she's like, no, actually, I'm uh, hanging out with Terry. She wasn't hanging out with Terry. Terry's face tells it all. Um, But good thing Jimmy was not looking at her because he's like, oh, cool. Girls night. No big deal. I wish I could Um, find this quiz they were taking because I used to take those in like the tween (laughs) magazines all the time. I wish I could find it. We should have done one on this show. I know. Oh my goodness. Our relationships. Are you (laughs) going to get married or whatever? Anything. Is it destined? Um, So Ashley and Terry are on their way home, minding their business, about to have a real great girls night. And lo and behold, Jimmy is there playing basketball with Toby. No, sir. I know I told you that I was having a girl's night and that you needed to take your little ass home, but he did not. So Toby and Jimmy are very close. This is an important thing to note because in a few seasons, we see Toby still trying to hang on to kind of his friendship that he had with Jimmy. And I remember being very confused as to why Toby thought that he could talk to Jimmy. But had I watched this episode at that point in time, I would have understood that they had a history together. Um... At the end, or at the news that Jimmy is staying for dinner, again, Ashley snaps that he's not staying for dinner. Her mother is receptive, and she's like, yeah, but I feel bad because, you know, he's always here. And because her mom feels bad, Ashley then feels bad, and she's like, fine, whatever. I get it. He doesn't have any parents. His parents don't love him. (laughs) At this part, I was like, why is Ashley's mom making dinner for the entire school? Like, I would Right, because Terry, right, exactly. I'm sorry. She's like, yeah, he eats us out of our house. Yeah, absolutely not. Not her thir- or 14, excuse me, your old boyfriend just over here every night. But I, I understand oh her sentiments because she's also an adult. And it's like, you know, his parents really aren't there. Like he looks for his family dynamic and Ashley's family dynamic because he doesn't really have one. Right. And I feel like as an active and involved um, just parent or adult who kind of sees that, I think I can imagine a parent taking that burden upon themselves and just kind of letting it go. Like I... Of course, this is your boyfriend. This is a friend of Toby's. Like, of course, you're welcome. Who am I to say that you're not welcome and to make you feel bad? I have it. I can give it to you. Just stay for dinner. It's okay. Right. So, I mean, I, that's very kind of her mother. However, after Jimmy leaves, Ashley complains to, oh, I wrote Toby, but she's actually complaining to Terry and Toby is being no, 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 no. She complains to Toby that he can't invite Jimmy mm. over to have dinner every night. 
But Toby was being nosy because she was talking to Terry and she was like, Terry, I'm over it. Like, my God. And Toby's over there, like listening in the background. <laughs> he drops a plate while he's like listening to the conversation. <laughs> and it's like, come on. Like, was it that big of a deal? It was not plate drop worthy. But either way. And I know you guys are wondering. We've been talking about Ashley and Jimmy a lot. Oh, don't you worry. The grade sevens are around. We flip to that grade seven cast. I actually just kind of did a lot of the grade eights and we'll just talk about the grade sevens now. Sean, Manny, and Emma are supposed to be researching their astronomy work. Sean has found a website that tells you about yourself based on your time of birth, which Emma points out, that's astrology, not astronomy. Manny is a Leo, we learned. Oh, and we even know her birthday. Her birthday is the 15th of August, 1989. That's funny. Show. Emma is very annoyed with the two of them. She's snapping off on them. Like I said, she snapped at them about astrology versus astronomy. She snapped at Manny about not knowing how many moons Jupiter has. By the way, at this point in time, it was 13. I have no idea if that's still valid. And she storms off. Now, originally, before I remember which episode this was, I thought that Emma was just being a hater. I thought she was jealous of Manny. Right. The way she was snapping. Mm -hmm. But we later learned that wasn't (laughs) the case. Emma feels like she's done poorly on the test and she blames Manny and she storms off again. She's just, she's going off on everyone this episode. And so after the school that day, she has now reached her tears phase. She's crying (laughs) at a show on TVD. She's gone from really angry to really sad and this watching a dramatic soap opera. We hear her say, we're just so small, and the universe is so massive. Spike relates to this, and she's like, you know, you're just watching this show. Let's go boost your mood with a little bit of retail therapy. I got some money. And we are treated to this iconic scene that I'm about to play where Spike goes off on a man for trying to ruin their mood and catcalling at them. He's just like, he says something super gross, and He's I'm going to go so ahead. so creepy. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, so let's play it right here. <laughs> Ooh, I'd like a look at that. Excuse me? I'd like a look at your comb. Sue me. I probably could because I don't think that's what you meant. Mom, guess what? You don't talk to women like that, especially young women. It was a joke. I was just kidding. My daughter and I came here to shop, not to be harassed by some pig masquerading as a comedian. When you talk to women like that, it's scary. It makes us feel bad. Don't do it again. Wow, what a great clip. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I love the way that Spike told him off because that was so gross and she was super assertive and you can see where Emma gets her feminism and how assertive she is. And I mean, I know that Emma can be very controlling and not really take feedback from others, but we see where she gets that from. Not necessarily that Spike is controlling, but basically telling people, this is what I think, and I don't care how you feel about it. Yeah, that's my favorite. I I think it also probably stems from the fact that she had Emma really young. So having to like grow up so fast, she's probably even like 10 times her age at at the age she had Emma. So I like that she's like teaching that to Emma to like stand up for herself because absolutely men are gross. And what she says is in her clip is that don't let anyone ever make you feel bad for being a female 
Um, and that's, I think, direct quote, what she says. Either way, it was just great. And that's where Emma learns about feminism and woman empowerment. So the next day, Emma wears her new light blue skirt to school and she is super excited about it. We'll have to find out what happens next with the grade sevens because we're going to flip back to our grade eights. Because yes, I did say it is the next day. And as discussed, it's Jimmy's birthday. I wonder what day it is. I know, right? They don't, we've learned Manny's birthday on this episode and not like Jimmy's birthday, funny enough. I kind of want to look it up. What day is Jimmy Brooks' birthday? Huh. Allegedly, he has the same birthday as Drake. So it's (laughs) October 24th. I guess it would be fitting because it's the beginning of the school year still. Right. That I feel like that makes sense. Anyway, so on this October 24th, Toby goes to wish Jimmy a happy birthday and he decides. Hold, please. All right. Where was I? Oh, Toby goes to wish Jimmy a happy birthday. And as his birthday gift, he's like, happy birthday, Jimmy. Ashley wants to break up with you because you're <laughs> suffocating her. Amazing birthday gift on brand for a seventh, or seventh grader student not understanding. Maybe you should wait till tomorrow. Right. If you were going to say anything, it's funny that he made sure that it was like first thing too. Like he didn't even wait until later. It's like, hey, happy birthday, by the way. As I see people like celebrating you and you look pretty happy and you have all these plans tonight. um, I'm just going to ruin it for you. (laughs) Oh my God. No, none at all. But so he didn't actually tell her that Ashley wanted to break up with him, but he does tell him that she, she feels suffocated kind of, and he should give her some space, which Jimmy kind of, um connects the dots ashley is discussing all of her feelings over with terry she feels like she can't break up with jimmy because it's his birthday jimmy conveniently walks by and tells her that she doesn't have to come tonight it's just very awkward behind them because or between them because jimmy knows ashley has her feelings and honestly it's all toby's fault i'm i think that what kills me about this is toby really just did what ashley could have done right yes. because again i know she's like young and stuff like that but the fact that um toby is literally like why don't you just tell him is yeah. just funny to me because it's like if it's one thing that uh toby's gonna do he's gonna call ashley out on her shit if it's not for her he's gonna do it himself or like tell yes. it himself but you know what i think that that's an issue that we see with ashley this season she holds a lot of stuff in until it is at a boiling point. Look at this, an early boiling point in Degrassi. <laughs> and it comes out in the worst ways for her. So she is unhappy and she just kind of keeps her feelings in, but she can't really keep them in. So yeah, that's really her character flaw. But Toby is angry with Ashley because she wants to break up with Jimmy and Ashley accuses him of listening in on her private conversations. But mind you, the private conversation happened in her kitchen. literally in the kitchen it's not like they ever were in her room talking she had all the conversations about jimmy in front of somebody (laughs) that wasn't just terry and toby wasn't even hiding he was in the kitchen washing the dishes minding her business looking directly at her but you know ashley is what ashley does and she is whining you know don't listen to my um my private conversations that are not actually private in fact honestly I am playing this right now, in case you're wondering. It's at 8.31 in the show, and I'm looking at it behind my laptop. And I'm looking at Ashley talking to Terry with Toby sitting there in the background. Anyway, Ashley, you're doing a lot. Doing too much for someone that won't just say something to the person who's, like, making her upset. No. On the subject of Toby, 
JT tells Toby that he should not have said anything. JT <laughs> is right. He shouldn't have. Yeah. The grade seven crew is together outside discussing what's going on between Ashley and Jimmy. Toby and JT leave when they see that Sean is coming because you know that Toby is a hater and he's jealous of Sean. Oh. I, okay. You know what's funny is I couldn't figure out why they were leaving. Like it didn't hit me. I was like, are they scared right, of him? See, but- right? You know, it, it doesn't always register with you or with yeah. me either. Like sometimes you forget all the like background beef they have going on. Uh, Sean actually apologizes about the whole astrology mix-up yesterday, and Emma says it was on her, and maybe he can help her look up her astrology information. So she's back on flirt mode. <laughs> she is just about to walk off with Sean when Manny, the great, amazing friend that she is, pulls Emma back in a state of panic to ask Emma if she sat in something. Emma <laughs> did not sit in anything in her nice light blue skirt, which is brand new. Emma got her period. And she is mortified. She very awkwardly shoes Sean away at this point in time. Manny, being the great friend she is, walks with Emma holding a book behind her so they can go to the bathroom. Emma waits in the bathroom and Manny runs off trying to find a solution. Like, Manny in this episode is icon. Friendship goals. The best friend that you could have in this scenario because she's like frantic, but also like kind of excited for her. So she's like doing all the running around, like trying to find supplies for her, but then also (laughs) make sure. Do you feel any different? You're like a woman now. Yeah. She pretty much bigs her up and is just like, well, now you can get pregnant. And that's funny because if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. But it's just (laughs) funny that. But when Emma gets her period, Manny's like, wait a minute, like, you can get pregnant now. So I wonder when Manny ends up getting her period and when things start to develop for her. But mm-hmm. yeah, she was a great friend. And as a disclaimer, which is, of course, addressed in later seasons, such as trans and non-binary characters in Next Class, just because Emma has a period does not necessarily make her a woman. It does set this, the foundation for her uterus to carry a child, though. So, you know, you live, you learn. Yeah, that's a fair disclaimer. There you go. Yes. But uh, anyway, back to our fun episode of Degrassi. Emma is waiting in the bathroom when Paige enters. Her, Paige's outfit was just a pure Paige fashion. It really was. She had a black three-quarter length shirt that shows about uh, one to two inches of her midriff and below the knees black skirt. And out of her giant purse, she pulls a mini pad with wings (laughs) to hand to Emma. I think I know that it was a mini pad with wings because I feel like she actually said, it's got wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yes. think that was in the conversation. She also offers Emma some like emotional support, which is a different side that we don't often get to see a Paige because she is so snarky and bossy and kind of mean to nasty to girls. Um, so she reassures Emma that, because Emma's like, I'm not going to become like you am i and she's like no nah, girl you'd be lucky if you became me you but wish. you are about to get some boobs <laughs> this is i this is iconic and it's funny too because Paige really is always in the bathroom like <laughs> always because you know what i'm not gonna do a spoiler but someone was in the bathroom wondering how to know when if a guy used a condom i'm just saying in a couple seasons <laughs> yes. someone was sitting in the bathroom and there was Paige being like well girl did you feel it it's in the next stall. Paige is, is in the bathroom 
giving sex education energy advice to these students. She should just set up a booth at this point because there are Absolutely. So, so many scenes of her being in the bathroom. And it's funny, too, because I didn't point out, but she also – I think she wears it at the end, too. She has, like, this very fuzzy, like, blue jacket and, like, these blue sunglasses that I'm sure I can find right now on Shein. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm the- really hoping that we get some of this. Yeah. So the girl is really dressing. If she's not going to have many lines, she's going to be fully dressed. <laughs> yes. So Paige leaves, Manny runs in, she's got some shorts so they can give their presentation on, I don't know, whatever they're doing in Miss Kwan's class. Now, we go to Miss Kwan's class, Emma and Manny rush in, they're giving their presentation. And I'm going to go ahead and play the clip because the way Emma responds to JT, JT and Toby being seventh grade boys is iconic. Do you have a problem? Um... It's okay. We can just... Aww. Did Emmy pee her pants? No. I just got my period for the first time. Menstruation, you may have heard of it. Happens to owe 50% of the population. Perfectly natural. Nothing to be ashamed of, right, Miss Kwan? Absolutely right, Emma. Now, may we continue? Sean's reaction to Emma's assertiveness about her period was like how I felt entirely like the look on his face he was so impressed with her that was my entire mood like damn girl go off right in front of a whole class right and like to set the stage a little bit like the only thing that they can find for her to wear are like these oversized gym shorts um and she has to give a book report so she's in these oversized gym shorts Manny's being a real one and like literally holding up the pants and yes in hindsight there was a drawstring so she could have just tightened them herself but you know Manny's being a real one we're seeing Manny be a great friend um and Emma like sticking up for herself and like even Manny's kind of taken aback and like a little again embarrassed for her a little bit but then I mean Emma just owns it and it's just like yeah guess what <laughs> like I have to yeah. wear this because I don't have any change of clothes <laughs> and this is what happens and right. it's normal so you guys need to get over it and they are entirely checked in place put in their place um I just love this scene so much because growing up I feel like I mean periods were really embarrassing you know you you, we have about a, a million and one tricks for hiding a pad or a tampon when you're going to the bathroom in your purse or in your right. sock or in your in your pocket somehow so that nobody knows that you're going to the bathroom to change your pad or tampon. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. Especially when it's natural and like it really is so embarrassing for no reason. Did you have that the American Girl book about your body growing up? I did. <laughs> <laughs> what a Oh, an iconic book. Yeah, iconic. I don't the remember. The Care and Keeping of You. Yes, I don't remember. I think we probably did have one, but I also remember my best friend having one and us like looking through it and talking about periods way before our time. But like being embarrassed even before we got it. And it's just like, for what? For no reason at all. So I we had sex ed in fifth grade. And I mean, sex ed is developmentally appropriate and medically accurate information. So they weren't necessarily teaching us about sex, but they did teach us about periods, at least. I remember that specifically. And I remember telling my mom, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I hear it. I hear what they're saying. Opt out. That's so funny. And yeah. unfortunately, I was not able to opt out. Uh, I Man. Say like a year from that moment. But I do recall my mom said that I told her, hmm. No, not interested. That seems <laughs> terrible. And why would you be interested in it? Understandably, it is pretty uncomfortable. But like, 
I wish that it was more about supporting people and the fact that they have their periods versus being grossed out or trying to hide, make people feel like they need to hide it. Right. It's, I mean, everybody poops and everybody pees and we pretty confidently go to the bathroom. We don't necessarily tell everyone we need to poop or pee, but like people know you need to go to the bathroom and guess what? Sometimes you have to change your pad. Yeah. That's the reality of it. And I mean, JT's really playing the part of every teenage boy in this part and it's literally just like that's the type of stuff that they would say because what else are they gonna say right like again like the boys who grew up with sisters were always different it's like yeah Mm. people get periods yeah next i mean also and then when you think about it too it's just like but you also have a mother and you came from a woman so it's just like it shouldn't even be just having a sister it's literally like honestly (laughs) right if you if you came from a woman if that's what you, if that is where how you came into your family at home, and there is a woman at home in your home, why is it a big deal? It shouldn't be that boys who have sisters understand this. Anyone who popped out of a uterus who lives at home with them knows that that uterus be bleeding. But I guess not. That's I guess a kind of a problem that we have, you know, women yeah. hiding all their stuff. Everyone needs an Emma, though, that will literally just be like, fuck off, because uh, this is life. So cheers right. to her. <laughs> right. So we have Overdose on Emma right now, which is only supposed to be our plot B, interestingly enough, but is absolutely my favorite plot of this episode. Most important. But I guess we got to go back to Jimmy and Ashley's whiny self. They have returned home for the fancy Brooks dinner. You should know that the house is empty and there's a voicemail waiting for Jimmy. Now. I don't understand why Jimmy is the least bit optimistic for his parents because by eighth grade, you know you got some absentee parents. Right. Either way, Jimmy checks the voicemail and guess what? His parents are working late. And while Jimmy puts on a good front, you can tell that he's disappointed. I want to say that he takes it out on Ashley, but she had it coming to her. <laughs> so we're going to listen to my sound clip of this. I'm super excited. I actually kind of love what he says here, so let's go ahead and listen. Can we just forget this? It's your birthday. Oh, I get it. You don't want to break up with me because it's my birthday? What is that, like my birthday present? Jimmy. You want to break up, Ash? Then let's break up. Now, okay? It's over. So go. Get out of here. What are you, deaf? Go! Anyway, so we're back, and Jimmy's friends are garbage. Like, I know that, or no, I said his friends. I mean, his friends <laughs> probably are. That's too. That's why I did not correct you, because I didn't see a single friend wish him a happy birthday this episode. <laughs> like, why is he always over at Ashley's house? I mean, I guess, like, why isn't he hanging out with Spinner? Anyway, right. does, does he have any? Anyway, so Jimmy's parents are garbage. I know that they make a lot of money, but what's the point of making a lot of money if you can't even be home with your only son on his birthday? Right. See, that was my thing. It's just like, yeah, you probably can't expect by eighth grade, you like know your parents aren't really there a lot. But for your birthday, you would just assume that it would be the one exception. So I really feel bad for Jimmy in this episode. And I don't know if I felt bad for him the first time I watched it. But now watching it now, I'm just like, that's so sad. Like he literally just wanted like a support system just on his birthday, even it's not even like he was complaining prior to that. I think he's kind of accepted the fact that his parents aren't around. Um, and he probably tries not to take it for granted, right? Because he has money in comparison to like some of the people that he goes to school with and some of the people that he's friends with. And we learned that down the line that he like 
is comes from a wealthy family but he's like missing that interaction of his parents or like having that support system and as an only child it's kind of like normally you would think they get all the attention you know what I mean and like that's the reason they only had one is because they want it to give you all that time right so and what I was going to say is that I know first of all I recognize you know we live in a capitalist society and employees be exploitive Mm -hmm. so it can be really difficult for a lot of people to take off work I want to say that applies to our wonderful essential workers who are working tirelessly and can't get days off work or all the different things. Jimmy's parents are wealthy. Right. What is the point of making a lot of money if you can't turn to your employer and saying, you pay me to work, I'm taking the day off when I want to take Like, Why? Why are you even rich? His yeah. parents have money. You should be able to take off a day from work. What is going on here? Yeah. It makes, it makes me think different subject, different show. I was watching, um, what's it called? This is us. And the husband, his wife came to visit him out of town and he had to take a call that night. And I said, no, you haven't seen your wife and how, I don't know how long. And she's never came to visit you or she hasn't came to visit you in a long time. And you got to take a phone call that night. Like you couldn't have taken that off. Right. At what point in time do we tell our bosses, you know what, I'm sorry, you pay me to work from this hour until this hour, or I'm taking some days off and I'm going to hang up. Like, you knew that this day was coming. Yeah, right. There's a lesson to be learned here because in Jimmy's situation too, it's the evening. So it's literally like just end work the one day of the week at the correct time. You know what I mean? To have dinner with your son on his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Tell these employers to fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. I do not have sympathy for people who are well well to do and have lots of money telling me that they can't take off work or that there is not a day that they can take off work to take care of their son. Because you're right, maybe that day may not have worked for you, especially because I know that there are obviously doctors who work in hospitals or clinical settings, they make money, but obviously you're a doctor, so you have to work around the clock. But you could have been able, you could have taken some day off to have dinner with your child. That was shady. Bare and minimum. Let me just say, neither one of Jimmy's parents are delivering babies, so none of the, neither one of them were surprised by something. Nope. All right. So to close out this scene with Jimmy and Ashley, Jimmy calls up his friend Antonio at the pizzeria, and unfortunately, Antonio is familiar with Jimmy's <laughs> order, which leads us to believe that this happens all the time. Yeah, the medium pepperoni, because his parents ain't never home to cook for him. So sad. I'm so, <laughs> so glad you sad. know his order. <laughs> Um, and to close the episode, Emma is passing around a petition to get a tampon dispenser in the girls' bathroom. We're going to listen to a little cute clip between her and Sean here. If Emma came up with it, it's got to be a good idea. Emma is swooning over Sean Cameron. Ashley is at her locker looking at all the pictures of her and Jimmy that she has in her locker. She sees Jimmy rip her picture down, but she decides to go talk to him. This is what I'm talking about. Ashley, you got exactly what you wanted, but instead of just going with it, you decide to cancel out your feelings and try to make it work. She shouldn't have. She should have just been like, all right, it's over. She could have left it at that. Like, because I'm, I was genuinely unsure in this moment if Ashley just feels bad for what she saw, like last night with Jimmy's parents playing him, or if she genuinely wants to be with him. And I think we learn later that she did not want to break, she did not want to be with Jimmy. She actually, I mean, she says it, but we'll get there. 
In any case, Ashley tells him that that's not why she wants to get back together. They hug and he tells her that he loves her. They're such eighth graders. They are. This is so, I just really feel bad for Jimmy in this episode. Like, I can't explain it. Like, all he wants is some attention. And he's with Ashley, who, like, doesn't really want to give it to him. And that's fair. But I think, again, like, to your point, they didn't have to get back together. And he could be with somebody that actually does want to spend all this time with him. It could all be so simple. But I think the theme of this is that you'd rather make it hard. (laughs) Yeah. From this, I made the the moral. (laughs) That's a good one. From this, I made the like realization with Ashley too, is that based on the episode about her dad is that she's like very impulsive and irrational when it comes to like making decisions. And I, I mean, again, mm-hmm. she's young, so fair enough, but it's just like, wow, this really is a theme. And again, Toby called her out uh, like for all of this, if not Toby, Terry. So yeah, Terry, she'll be there telling so many truths. Ah, there's a line she says to Terry in the second season that I can't wait to get to because, of course, I've already started watching season two. <laughs> and yeah, can't wait to get there because Terry stays speaking truths and Ashley stays being a shitty friend. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so what is your moral for this episode? My moral is... um. Wow. Oh, but I have two, right? So my first one is what I've pretty much been alluding to the whole episode is communicate with your partner when they're doing annoying shit, not your friends um, and not mistakenly your brother because shit like this happens. Um, But then also my moral for like Emma's plot is the mother is Spike's quote. "Uh, Don't ever let a guy make you feel bad for just being a female. (laughs) Right. Yes. So I think that's what I had. Um, I think your moral about communication being the part of the, or the moral of the episode was definitely what they were intending. I said the moral was don't let your snitch ass brother overhear you trash talking your man, but it was absolutely be assertive and communicate your wants and needs to your partner. Oh, well, whatever. We're 13. Yeah. (laughs) And my other moral was do not be ashamed of having a period. It is normal and we need to destigmatize them. Yeah. Again, a point in time where Degrassi was really ahead of its time, because this is what, 2001, 2002? Like, again, I saw this before I had a period. So I like, I knew what to expect. But then I also was like, oh, this is a reality that could happen. And it did happen. Like, I fully had to have my mom come to my school a couple times and bring me like a change of clothes. And I knew that that was a possibility because I watched Degrassi, funny enough. It sucked, but I mean, it's a reality. And if they're still not doing this with shows, I don't know many shows that talk about periods, but I don't watch all of the television that exists out there. Um, But this is helpful. And uh, Degrassi, again, was ahead of its time. Absolutely. I grew up with my mother saying to me over and over, better to have and not need than to need and not have, which I am pretty sure I have applied to episodes of the past. And so I always had a pad or a tampon or both on me, always. So I reminds you they could go to me and I always had one on me and because, you know, similarly, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That applicable. is very, very true. So a couple of predictions that I have. Well, actually, we can go over my next episode. In the next episode, Emma accidentally starts a hurtful rumor about Liberty dating Mr. Armstrong when, in fact, Liberty is just getting extra tutoring with him for his her dyscalculia. Meanwhile, Spinner finds a bug in his school lunch, but no one will believe his story. 
Determined to prove himself right, he puts bugs in Ashley's food and is forced to take a job in the school's cafeteria as punishment. They really just tell you the whole episode. They do. So, like, if you aren't committed to watching every episode, but you still want to listen to us, uh, just listen to this and then listen to us after. <laughs> yeah. Ex- exactly. Um, regarding predictions, as I pointed out earlier, whatever's going on between Ashley and Jimmy is definitely going to come to boil. Mm-hmm. You, it just we knew we, she wasn't happy when she lied and told Jimmy that she was. Um, but honestly, this just makes sense. They're in eighth grade, and it's pretty unrealistic that they would be perfect and without fault. You just know that they're not going to last. And with Emma swooning over Sean, they continue to toe the line of romance. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I know just by the looks that Sean has been giving Emma this whole episode that we're definitely going to see um, their relationship bloom within, if not, is it this season or is it season two? Well, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you're going to find out. Yeah. I do know the answer to that question. We will talk about it after. Cool. I just, I can envision their first date and the picture they took and the outfit she's wearing. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's an outfit that she's worn this season. So we will see. Yes. Okay, so that wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Real quick. I mean, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so it's supposed to drop on Throwback Thursday, but it might end up showing up on Flashback Friday. I used to work on this during my work hours on Wednesdays, but I'll be teaching all day tomorrow. Actually, well, I I mean, I also teach today. But anyway, I will be teaching more classes on Thursdays, which gives me less time to edit and drop things as I would like to. So there's your news and hopefully you listen this long or else you will be surprised next week or this week. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think that's it for me as well. As always, like, comment, rate, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us some comments, you know, boost us up there. Get us on a listening page maybe, you know, by the time that the new Degrassi comes out. That would be amazing. Um, and I was going to say uh, meet us here below the dot every throwback Thursday, but that's to be determined. So we'll just meet you here next week. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Where the